You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. It's oh. Russ. Hi, hi everybody. It's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell notification so you're notified anytime we put up new videos. We have videos going up daily. Sometimes, you lucky buggers, we have two videos up going up a day. So um, we've got loads of great guests. We're almost hitting our 50th guest coming up very, very soon as well. And we've got a great guest today. Um, you'll know her. She's part of a, a good group of people we've got coming up soon, group of fans. It's Jackie Hughes. Hi, Jackie. How are you? Hello, Russ. I'm good, thanks. Considering all things considered, yeah, all things considered, yeah, and that's what considering we're locked down. Considering we're locked down, hopefully, well, you know, things will start easing off a little bit soon. They seem to be a little mm-hmm. bit, but uh, as you said, baby steps, almost dipping your toe in the water like it's a swimming pool. It seems at the moment, and to check the temperature. But um, yeah, no, things things seem to be hopefully moving the right direction. Obviously, hopefully, a few weeks time, we may even have some football to watch. So. Yeah, hopefully. Who knows? But anyway, that's that's how this channel started because obviously people were missing football and missing West Ham. And so that's what happened. So we started interviewing fans all over the world, different age groups, about their sort of memories and also their Hammers 11. So in terms of you, Jackie, you know, what was your sort of first memories of West Ham? Hmm. Um, well, it was always a, a family thing. Yeah. So if I, I went with my first memories... They were not about the games. They were just that as a child, um, when you were born, you were West Ham in the same way that you was a particular religion. Mm. So, um, you know, I I actually didn't think other football teams existed. I didn't, you know, it was an age where I didn't realise that you played against other teams. It was just, you were West Ham. So, So for me, you know, that would be our you know, in my earliest memories. Yeah. And then um, going with my granddad and my dad, sister and brother, um, around around the mid-50s. Uh, wow. 60s, good God. <laughs> <laughs> you just sat right 10 years on your age there, Jackie. <laughs> well, I feel like I have in this bloody lockdown. There you go. Um, 
so yeah that that was we were going as um and, and sort of people know my story which i will tell anyway yes. for those that don't but um my um granddad was born in 1890 but his father had died two weeks uh, two months before he was born sure. so there was my great nan stuck with three uh, two boys and pregnant with my granddad so uh she went into the workhouse and the two boys went into um an industrial school for pauper children um and it was situated in green street which was then gypsy lane so um that that's where uh the boys yeah. went and then as I say, my granddad was born in the workhouse and lived in workhouse um, over in Wapping. Mm. And um, yeah, they, my great nan also died in that workhouse five years later. So then there was my granddad as a five-year-old. He joined yeah. his brothers in Green Street. Now, that would have been 95. You've got to remember, eight, no, 85, 1985. Yeah. You've got to remember that the boys had lost their dad over life yeah, overnight, sure. their mum, mm. because they were parted. And um, so the story was that um, obviously that was when 80, uh, 85, when 95, when Grandad was born, was the same year uh, when Grandad went to the pauper's home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was the same year that um, West Ham formed as Thames exactly. Ironwork. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they moved over from the memorial ground, uh, which the other half of my family, I might add, all lived around that area, Canning Town, uh, Barking Road, uh, Plasto. Yeah. Um, and Grandad's family, previous to that, were Whitechapel, but coming across to the home meant that, that, that they were also surrounding the ground, weren't to know that. Um, so... Granddad always told us how they were taken to watch the games once they moved across to the bowling ground, which I think was 1904, something, something like, around yeah. that time. Um, and obviously they'd formed, they uh, were West Ham, I think 1900, they changed to be in West Ham. Mm. So that's the story. It's in our blood. Yes. Every generation. Literally, literally is. Literally. It? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel anyway. Yeah, yeah. And he never talked about the home. My dad said he never talked about the home. No. But, you know, when they'd be walking down, um, he'd never spoke about it. But he always talked about the memories of, of going and watching the games, mm -hmm. which because they could watch over the fence, literally. So it must have been fantastic for yeah. these poor kids that were in an industrial school, yeah. which means they worked and work them as well so that's that's the history really wow um yeah and so my earliest memories always were going with granddad he went into the seats because he the older he got and that's yeah. the seats yeah but we always stood right by the tunnel that was our place yeah so we had little little stalls that we used to put around our waist to get in and stand on them and uh yeah they were amazing amazing people mm. And so, so for me, it's always been about the occasion. Yes. You know, if you ask me to remember my first game, I couldn't. No. Um, the boys will remember who crossed here and who done that, and I, I can't. No. But the whole thing about it being an occasion yes. that we shared with other people, you know, the, mm. the, 
the people that stood around us used to buy us birthday cards and yeah. we'd have uh, a little, um, you know, where you had to guess the crowd capacity. So everybody would put 10p in and the closest that was uh, oh, wow. told at half time would win the little pot, you know. Yeah, so, sweet. yeah, they were lovely people and I just loved it. Yeah. Particularly evening games, yes. reserve matches on a Sunday because it, you know, it it was wasn't you couldn't go to away matches. We couldn't have afforded that. Yeah. But yeah, so they're my memories really, and all those great players. Well, especially <coughs> from, from the, sort of, especially, yeah, especially sort of the mid sixties. In essence, you came into it right at the, in the heyday. See, you know that, and uh, absolutely, and yeah, as you said, it's. And that's, and that's what's coming out of every, all these interviews. And yeah, it's about football. It's about West Ham players and stuff like yeah. that. But it's not. It's so much more. It's, it's all about this sort of sense of community and, and the family. Yeah. And it's so nice to hear because, you know, you hear stories. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you literally are a stone's throw away from the ground. You, always, you know, your family always have been. Yeah. When you yeah. hear the stories of like the Scandinavian hammers and people like that who they yeah, haven't, brilliant. you know, like German Holtz, like that honestly he's like that that opened my eyes so much to those those yeah. people and you just think god you know and and the whole channel was developed because of this community yeah so yeah you know yeah. phil whelan's obviously suggested you and a few others and you've suggested yeah. other people and he suggested you know and and that's what's lovely about it you, know, you get this real sense yeah. of community and you know a time where well, there's a lot of fragmentation in the fan base not i don't yeah. think i don't think as much as other clubs based on looking at you know arsenal fan tv and stuff like that but there is still this like togetherness. And I think as soon yeah. as everyone gets back together in, in the stadium, the better, I think. Um, yeah. It, I think... It's a common denominator really, isn't yes. it? And I don't know how that is, but you know, well, certain people, obviously not all, but um, you know, they've kept me going. Some of those groups yeah. that I've got, you know, smaller groups I'm talking and yeah. um, they're just, uh, to be able to call them friends yeah. is an amazing thing when you, you know, you met, I, I met most of them through Stop Hammer Time, which yeah. I will be forever grateful to, mm. you know, and I loved the, the live podcast, got to meet some of my legends, if you like, well, they were, but yeah. Um, so yeah, great. They're great. Yeah, that is. And everyone's been so generous with their time because I think, I think, you know, it, it gives you a great opportunity to look back at things. I know Robert Banks, obviously he's putting all the end of season reviews on, on YouTube and stuff. And so you get to watch a lot of football that maybe you haven't had time to watch and just memories and stuff. And you think, Oh my God, I forgot mm. about, and that's the whole thing yeah. around the hammers 11 as well, because people are going back. And as you said, you know, you're, you've been yeah. spending a lot of time agonizing, a bit like sort of, you know, X factor, you know, when they decide who's in their group. Yeah. You know, late oh, nights with Polaroids. Them. Yeah, exactly. I was still swapping <laughs> names around an hour before for this interview. I was like, oh, for that's it. That. It's I great. It would be easy. Everyone thinks it's so easy. You sit there, <laughs> and then when you start thinking about people, and you might go back and look at videos, or go back and look at, I don't know, people you might have forgotten. You go, Christ, I forgot about yeah. you know me. No, you know, my era is sort of a little bit. A little bit sort of later on the new Jackie, you know, mine was sort of yeah. like mid nine early nineties. Really? Yeah, slightly, <laughs> slightly, um, sort of early nineties, and yeah. um, I, I totally had this, uh, you know, newfound appreciation for people like Tim Breaker, who I always yes. saw on the tip, and I was thought, yeah, he's a good player, but he was always, yeah. on, he was just like on the team sheet. But actually, yeah. watching his highlights again, you're like, God, you know, and talking to people like Kenny Brown and people like that, you know, yeah, Tony Gale, they're like, you know, you get these new players in and you start going, yeah, Christ. And you forget how many players have come and gone as well. Yes. 
Uh, yeah. Even in my the ones relative. I've picked though, you know, over the years you watch players come and go, managers come and yeah. go. Well, more recently, because again, it's something that the modern game is just something that I can't. You know, we were all about embedding players. You know, managers stayed yeah. forever. Yeah, and um, we didn't even question the managers and their choices. Now. It's like everybody's an armchair manager. Yeah, but you, you really would come out of a game and go, good game. You know, there yeah. was no more in between. That was a good game. Might have a little chat with someone or go, oh, that was a great goal. And um, But you never said, what was the manager? I don't remember that. Maybe because I was younger. Yeah. But there wasn't any of that um, pulling the whole thing to pieces. Overanalyzing and, it. All and right. having an opinion on you know, what he should have done or not done. So, yeah. well, it's true. And obviously I had Ron Greenwood, Ron yeah. Greenwood and Lyle yeah. were the, the managers. They were. Yeah, exactly. So, and they were there for them. Yeah. And, and, and that's something that has been picked up as well. You know, actually was when I was to Tony Gow about it, you know, he, we were talking about, you know, uh, I was talking about his testimonial against uh, when he had uh, Republic of Ireland, his testimonial, how he yeah. buggered, and he admitted he buggered up the, you know, cause it was on the Sunday and they'd play on the Saturday and, and he got 8,000 and he made, made, maybe the scheduling yeah. wasn't great for him. But he said that was, you know, he had a period and I think there was 11 or, or 10 testimonial years in his lifetime at West Ham. Yeah. Um, the testimonial itself is a concept which, He's almost non-existent nowadays in the modern game. Yeah, no, Mark, Mark it's, it's obviously had ridiculous. one. I, Vincent Company had one. I think Jamie Carragher had one. It's not just West Ham. It's across the board. You know, if you get three years yes. out of a player, you've done well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, like obviously, J, you know, Ginger Pele was, you know, was nine years, mm. wasn't he, in All In? Oh, I love and, Ginger Pele. And I mean, I mean, someone like Cresswell, probably, he's been there for a long yeah. time. Uh, not 10 no. years yet, but, you know, that, that's, that's a long yeah. play. I know. You know. I know. It's crazy. Obviously, but uh, obviously we had Noble's testimonial, which was yeah, exactly. a fantastic yeah. game uh, for two reasons, because actually I wrote that, did a small thing on it because I did the comparison with Noble's and um, Bobby Moore's, yeah. which I was uh, against uh, Celtic, yes. which was the most memorable game really? of my life. That because it had everything and it was under the lights and just they put out a fantastic team and it, but anyway uh, that and and then with um, Noble's testimonial mm. it was the last game my dad ever went to oh, okay yes yeah, sure. and it was at the bowling mm. and then when we moved he was quite clear that he didn't want to go yeah and see them play he's he's in a home he's got dementia. So it's not that that long ago, really. Um, mm. Oh, yeah, they're both memorable to me, probably because of my dad and on what that means. So yeah, and in those days, obviously, it was a way of being rewarded financially. So it was, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The higher um, gate you could get, the more money you was gonna, you yeah. know. Um, profit out of it so True. i think it's sad that it's lost it is it's sad it, 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 it's more of a rare it's more it's such a rarity nowadays isn't it that a player will stay more than mm. five years let alone 10 exactly. years yeah. um 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've got, I've got my double test, my twenty year anniversary in a couple in a couple of seasons time working for the club. So yeah, I, I'm sure there'll be a testimonial match for me. So yeah, I, I, I must have let's missed hope. I must have missed the ten year yeah. one. Um, <laughs> I must have been busy. Right, anyway, let's move on to your eleven, Jack. Yeah, I know you paid a lot of time in it, and I'm looking forward to it. As I well, said, I didn't actually. I, I sort <laughs> of came out with them. Um, so I'll put that there. Um, and sort of went back on it and. Yeah. Um, is there an order that we've got to give? Yeah, in? yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll try and go 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 through it. As I said, you know, um, the only caveat is that you know you should have, you've been around to see them play, and you I mean, yeah, mid sixties onwards, you've got probably the the best time time frame to go through in yeah. terms of your fag. I think so. I think yeah. so. I'm I am privileged in that. You're very sense. yeah, very privileged indeed. Right, okay, Jackie, um, let, let's go in goal. Let's go in goal. Yeah. So I've been lucky enough to have watched live. Jim Standen, um, and but at the time that we were going regularly, uh, that would have been slightly earlier. But um, we had Fergie, which was our goalkeeper at the time, uh, Robert Ferguson. We also had Peter Grotier, Mervyn Day, who I quite I liked more because he was young. He was only about seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. You got to remember, as a young girl, I, I looked at the players as you know, who am I in with a chance with? So, <laughs> you know, would standing, you look at me? He's like, particularly standing so, um, by the tunnel, yeah. Exactly. I had I had a soft spot for Johnny Ayres for the same reason. Yeah. I thought, it's possible, it's possible. He's little and he's young. <laughs> um, not, but not that I would have known what to do, but there you go. <laughs> um, all the big girls got the, um, the, the, you know, the, the first team players. Yeah. And I used to watch on and think, oh, she's so gorgeous. She's so, you know, so that was also part of my experience sure. to watch, yeah, 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 watch yeah. all that, you know. Um, so, but what I've done is um, I've chosen Phil Parks. Yeah. Because he comes in the era that I've gone sort of 60s, 70s. Yeah. And um, Phil joined us in 79 so I've just squeezed him in <laughs> and it's because he is my favourite player Yeah, and I think that um, my favourite goalkeeper and I do love goalkeeper um, and um, I think you know he was the transfer was um, history breaking and yes. it was half of you know over half a million Yeah, and I think he earned every single penny of that, sure, that yeah. money that we paid for him over the next, you know, 10 or more years. Um, and now I've become friends with Marie Parks, good friends with Marie. Yeah. And um, so it, it, so I've got to know them on that personal I'm side. Person, and, yeah. And they are, he's just such a, such a lovely man. Um, and so that's why I've put Phil in. Yeah. Yeah, what that's, can you say? That's what my goalkeeper. That sounds good. So I think he's the one that I've squeezed in yeah, furthest yeah. away. The rest <laughs> sort of come under the, you know, the era where I was watching them every week. I think I'll have to look. Um, so that's good. Good start. I, oh, so you want my left back? Yeah, let's go left back then. If you, if you, yeah, Frank Senior. Go, Frank Senior, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. He's yeah. first in. Yeah. Um, and um, again, I loved him. I, mm. I absolutely loved him. And he, he used to um, have a market stall that I, I helped out on. And um, 
I've got so many stories, but <laughs> we had a lock up shop. My dad did the markets. So the lamp, uh, Frank had a stall that sold clothing. Yeah. And um, so I used to work on that with his mum and his sister. Oh. And um, so, um, you know, I remember that they were going off on tour one day and Frank had, they stopped the coach outside and Frank came in to say goodbye to his mum, <laughs> you know, where they were going off. And um, also Harry Redknapp had a stall in there as well. It was, you know, pots and pans or whatever you call it. Um, but a lot of the players got off the coach. They were all in there jackets looking smart and they all came in to say goodbye to frank's mum so that was another one of those moments where you go oh so i've got loads <laughs> loads of um memories and of course it's great you go to school on the monday and you're like yeah i was talking of course i wasn't talking to jeff yeah. first but you embellish it a bit don't you to get yeah and they're like oh my god let's touch you you've been near <laughs> you know so, in the same air um, yeah. yeah yeah so it was good it was good and he, but plays, he was and my he dad was. got into he had um um haulage company frank as well i don't yeah. know if you remember that and so dad got into haulage through frank as well um um and they had the same uh accountant with i think patsy holland and and <laughs> frank we all had the same account and dad so oh, yeah, that's that's there. Yeah. Um, my I mean, next I mean, I mean, you know, Frank was yeah, six hundred games. Him. Yeah, six hundred games of club. I don't think he gets enough credit um, in the in the modern world, so to speak. As, no, as no. Billy and Bobby and stuff, and he played six hundred. You know, he played more games than a lot of lot of players. Yeah. You know, he's one top. But yeah, no, I yeah. agree. Okay, right. I put Frank on the left. Who's gonna go right back then, Jackie? We we'll go right back, other side. Well, this one is. Um, means a great deal to me yeah um because one of the things well i'll tell you it is it's john charles yeah and um um why it means so much because that era that i was watching in the early 70s is when racism started to mm. show its ugly face and um so for me it was how I learned about racism because cool. it's the first time I, I, I can't remember having black people, even in my neighborhood yeah. at that time. Yeah, sure. Um, and uh, because we lived out in Essex by then. Mm. And um, so the first time really that I saw black people um, was through the players at West yeah. Ham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, then when the racism started, um, I'll, I'll get onto that later. Actually, sure. I'm going to pick John, uh, and actually, he says that he didn't experience much race racism when you read about those days. So I wondered if it came later, maybe with all the troubles on the terraces and possibly. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know, uh, but. You know, it certainly was um, rife when when I was watching. Yeah. Later, so I just wonder if it was because he was one of the um, first, mm. um, and he was the first. He was the first black player for West Ham and England um, yeah. and football. So he was a pioneer in absolutely every sense, um, and you know, um, in 1972, Ron Greenwood put out uh, the again breaking all history making history the first three black players for west yeah. ham yeah so that was john charles his younger brother clive 
and uh, 80, 80 Coca. Mm. So that was a f- against Spurs, by the way. So uh, it was um, uh, that was again something that I wanted to to get in there. That, that yeah, you course. know, and he was a great player. Mm. And again, the link with John later is again through the markets. He had a fruit and veg store, and it. so we used to do a market. One of the markets we did was Club Row. Yeah. Uh, not club, we did do club row, but this was Crayford, the old ground stadium. And he had a fruit and veg stall there. And he was just, again, the loveliest, loveliest man. Yeah. So a lot of these, I'm going with my heart as well. No, that's, that's the idea. And that's the idea. The people, you know, close so, to you. Um, you know, and I had a sad, sad ending really, but um, yeah. to his life and died quite young, really. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I've put him in there. Yes. Yeah, nice. um, and, you know, um, yeah, that's, no, that's a, good, yeah, it's a fantastic show. And I think, oh, it's going to really annoy me. We, we, we actually, John Charles came up before uh, in someone else's 11. I can't remember. It's going to really Did annoy I? me now. Yeah. And the story was that it was the first player, Gordon Thrower. That was who it was. Gordon. Well, I know Gordon. Gordon. It was the, the first. Yeah, that was it. God, dear. We've done yeah. almost 15. I still remember it. Gordon Thrower because John Charles was the first uh, football player he met um, wow. in the, in the, in the uh, director's tea room. Yeah, no, anyway. <laughs> but, but, but I bet he didn't rub his head, which is what I did. My place, <laughs> people know this as well. My brother found, I don't know how, but he just sent me a photo one day. And I thought, why has he sent me this? And it was Moro coming out through the tunnel. And then I looked at it and looked at it. And I was like, oh my God, it's me. And there I am at the top of the tunnel. And I used to, I probably was the most annoying child of all t- for the players. Yeah. And the, and the tunnel was actually quite narrow then. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like they could swerve me. Yeah. And as they came out, I used to tussle their air. Good luck. Oh, good so luck, fun. boys. Good luck, boys. Oh, and, and they'd do this. Like, <laughs> she's messed me air up. Cobwebs. <laughs> Can you imagine that? So well, they've just got it just right. So, oh, um, yeah. So that was... Uh, you know, I, and again, this is awful. But I remember m- my brother or my sister saying to me, "What did his hair feel like?" Because we'd yeah. never come that no, close to a yeah, black person. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was, and that's vivid in my head. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that. Um, you know, so uh, they, yeah. yeah, they're Good all show. just all part of. Yeah, no, exactly. Put John Charles in. Okay, yeah. let's go centre back. Who's your first centre back then, Jackie? I'm picking Moro for that. Well, yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to say too much more because I've got um, just that I wanted him in my team. Yeah, uh, he was, you know, he's Bobby Moore. I haven't got to yeah. say any more, really. As you said, you're privileged enough to watch him. Oh, say, yeah. he was, he was love. Again, another gentleman, absolute gentleman. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did like the players with more characters, and I yeah. like, you know, the hard men a little bit, the the ones that were West Ham fans do, hard, though, don't but they? not mean. You know, they yeah. would, um So, but. Um, Bobby Moore, you just felt that you know nothing could go wrong with him at the helm. Sure, he just, no, I get it. you know, you felt calm. calm yeah. Everything he did was calm. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. It, it's it not was much more you can say, so. is there? To be honest, no. He's, now, he was more. Uh, who's, who's more going to partner then in midfield in the centre Well, I've I've chosen again someone a little bit later, but couldn't miss him out. Alvin Martin. Yeah. I'm not sure if these would all work together, you know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but I, you know. I'm having them in there. So, yeah, Alvin Martin, who um, 
joined us uh, well in the first team 78 so he's another one of the later yeah, ones but yeah. was with us in the youth team and uh, from early 70s I think so yeah Alvin Martin marvellous yeah, absolute legend so, living legend Cool. All right, that's nice. Let's go into midfield then, Jackie. Let's go. Yep. Let's go. Sort of left wing. Who have we got on the left wing? We've got Martin Peters on the left wing. Yeah. Uh, and that, that again, I could have picked so many people, but yeah. I wanted Martin in there. So I'm because I wanted the Holy Trinity. Yes. Which gives you a little bit of spoiler a alert. Like yeah. <laughs> this one forward, but, <laughs> but there you go. I wanted Martin in there, and and I had this idea that. Um, should I have a gap anywhere, I could put Martin in because yes. he was one of those that played, I think, every position. Sure. Uh, and he, he he was just, again, you know, instilled that we're all right. He was sure and yeah, hardworking and, you know, you just felt confident with him in the team. So Yeah, no, exactly. There's, um, a, there's, a, there's a funny story where... The, um, I think it's Martin Godleyman says in his one, and uh, he was he basically got into West Ham because of Martin Peters, like fell in love with him, you know, and he was like, that's why, you know, he loved '66. Yeah. Martin Peters, who's Martin Peters play for, Dad? Yeah. West Ham. All right, I'm a West Ham fan. West Ham fan. And yeah. then, and then, but obviously, you know, nowadays, if a player moves from one club to the other, yeah. it's on Twitter, it's on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. If you missed. You know the, the the news that day, and he didn't pick up a paper. Obviously, yeah. when he moved to Tottenham, Martin didn't know. Um, he, he, oh, he, he hadn't no. seen it, and his first game at West, first West Ham game was at Tottenham against West Ham. <laughs> no. and, and that was Martin's. <laughs> and he went and he turned up all ready to go, <laughs> and then his mate showed him the program. Peters Tottenham. He's like, what? But that's oh just, my god! I, but it was so funny, and it just shows yeah, you how things happen. Yeah, that's brilliant, absolutely Such a brilliant good story. But yeah, yeah, but you stayed with oh it. God. All right, we'll put Martin on the left. Who's going to go on the right? I one, just please? wanted to Before... say that I, I was struck. Um, oh, we've gone past that. We're on the midfielders. I'm oh, go back to back you. Back. Go back here. No, I was just going to say I wanted Tommy Taylor in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. these are the ones that I, you know, um, and Alan Stevenson, I loved. Um, John McDowell and and I also toyed with putting Billy in defence. Yeah. But mine, you know, you know what's going to come next. <laughs> <I suppose. laughs> if he's not in defence, I think you know where he's going to yeah, go. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. Do you want my other winger? Yes. Yeah. It's going to have a wing. Yeah. Is Trevor? It's a Trev. Yeah. Again. Um, Lovely man. Wonderful. Wonderful man. Yeah. Ahead so, of his time, but, I think. I think you know. Yeah. A a, oh, a, just... a in prime Trevor Brooking on you know the London Stadium Bowling Green would yeah. be something else. I think. Yeah. I think that's what I, yeah. I, that's what I don't appreciate oh, is okay. how good these players were on crap pitches. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah, I, and in and in crap realize. weather conditions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and was weather worse? That. Was weather, weather seemed to be I a know. lot worse those days? You know. Yeah, I know. And, and, and when I think back. You know that there was bloody big clumpy football boots. Yeah, and the ball was really heavy. I mean, probably gone a little bit earlier than my time, but they they still were. Yeah, you know they were. So you've got all of that going against you, and they still played 
that skillfully. Yeah, so, mental. you know, they could definitely give this lot a run for the money oh, if we could turn back time and give oh, them yeah. lightweight socks instead of boots. Yeah, exactly. Sounds great. Yeah, all right, we'll put Trev, Sir Trev on the yeah, left. Yeah, we'll put Trev there. Let's go in midfield then. I probably That's guess one of attacking he... midfielders. Yeah, well, I'm be... going to put the destroyer is going to be Billy Bonds, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Bonzo, my all-time favourite really footballer absolutely love the man yeah i just love him and i know that he's going to be in most people's 11s well if they've seen him if they've seen him play and that's what's great that's what's great about this because you yeah yeah, you're privileged you're literally is probably the dream team whereas i i started in 92 so like billy bonds Bobby Moore can't be in. I can put in, you know. Oh, yeah, I forget that. I can put in that. Roger Johnson at oh, left. Shame. And, you know, so, you know, this is this is brilliant. So, as you said, Bonzo, yeah. Oh, um, I just, I just, I can't speak highly enough of him. And so, on so many levels, the man's just, you know, he really is, again, like Trevor, they're just part of not just West Ham's history, but football history i mean they're still yeah. around still particularly trevor but yeah um just and again i've been so lucky you know to have um met him and oh and you know what i should have done i've got an absolutely brilliant picture that i had done by an artist um mm. who works in fabrics and it's the iconic one that um steve bacon i hope you get steve on yes yeah, steve's gonna be on a bench yeah, uh the one where steve um where he's got the bandage yeah 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 and smiling, uh yeah, yeah. yeah that that iconic picture so i had that done into a portrait oh fantastic fabrics it's amazing too late i haven't brought it up so um so yeah i've got <laughs> billy there and yeah. um again for the next is let me have a look. Have I changed that <laughs> one? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Um, Last oh, yeah. Again, just because I love him, I love the way he played, and I love him as a man, and that's yeah. Alan Devonshire. Dev, yeah. Dev is just wonderful. He joined us, I think, I'm looking, because he was in my... Um, yeah, 76. Yeah, so, so he's in your group. And also had... Um, I thought about uh, Ticker Boyce and Patsy Holland as well. Yeah, yeah. Knows, but again, just because I love them. But yeah, and, and, um, and, and yeah, someone like Dev, you know, yeah. arg- arguably the best football transfer ever. I think in Absolutely. the world, five grand. You know, absolutely. What what a bargain! But yeah. again, and uh, you know, when when I go and watch them on the circuits, Phil Parks and uh, dev as a partnership they're great friends and they've got some amazing stories and they're really good value for money they all are they all are it seems there seems to be this generational you know that as you said like parksy and dev the whole you know obviously the boys of 86 exactly they're all all mates they're all still i know it's just so lovely lovely you don't get that in the modern game anymore now you know it's like I i can't see you know uh Dimitri Payet being in no, well, being, being, called, being called up by Aaron Cresswell. You know what I mean? Like uh, twenty years. Unless time. I put him in a side room. Exactly. Put him yeah. in a side room, and if you want to see uh, Payet, he's he's in the back room. 
Yeah. You can go and go and listen to what he's got to say, but, but yeah, no, no he I won't be up on that. the stage, will he? No, exactly. I, but I think it's a personality thing as well. I think sort of yeah, 80, it is. boys of '86 and and you're and sort of the the '60s, the '60s to '80s. Say, you know, and I'd say maybe the last proper, I'd say, entertain it was probably sort of the the nine early '90s of like Bish and Monks oh, yeah. and people See, like that. I've had to shut me mind off. I know that's brilliant. Those. Yeah, that's trouble. You've got so many. And I, to I know that um, Elwin picked Monker, and and yeah, I, well, I was yeah. just thinking, what a good choice. But you, you know, I had to stick yeah, with no, what, I, what I, I was like, deciding I, like I was going to do. Yeah. Otherwise, you could go all over the place. You could be there all day. And I, no, I totally exactly, get that. I totally exactly. get that. But it seems that was the last sort of like period where there was a real person in football not in not, not just West Ham yeah. football in general it seems nowadays yes. footballers are too professional and you don't get yeah. stories of no, you know no. people cutting their trout like crazy gang stories and things yeah. like that anymore yeah. and that, but that's what football was and that's what it yeah. should be you know it should be fun and also you could bump into them in one of that, the pubs yeah. you know where yeah, yeah. we go to the black line in in a plasto and uh, you know more and all of those were I'm thinking I'm not sure whether he had a part in that but central you know yeah. people would go and they'd see their heroes you know which you you wouldn't see it's just no, become no, sort of no. they've become untouchable haven't they? no you're right and i th- and yeah, I, i'm so. the same I'm, yeah because i used to live i mean i used to live in loughton and there was and obviously loughton was quite close tottenham and west ham and so in essex yeah. so you would walk and you would bump into i remember yeah. vividly paul kitson in 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 uh where was it Woolworths buying oh, like Woolworths. a bin, buying a bean bag full of pick and mix and I was like oh nice did you even <laughs> doing that you know but now you don't get there they're all in like no, you just in canary wall and stuff like that now or going you? to the club shop the old club shop you know in the you'd quite you know you'd see Bobby Marwood turn up there you yeah. know his more shop I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, great, great. Um, it's like what you're saying about like, time. it's like what you're saying, you know, they were like, you know, Lampard had a stall, John Charles had a stall. Yeah. It's incredible, yeah. you know, it's like that doesn't happen, you know, it's like it's incredible yeah. like they had, what they had to do to, oh, to yeah, make sure yeah. the readies were coming in. But yeah, I loved it. I loved yeah, it. It's brilliant. Okay, Being right. Part of that as well, you That's know, what I mean. as I yeah. say, it was always good, you know, when I was a teenager and going to school, you know, I've said that before, but um, I'll tell you this story quickly because it's a good one. But Frank, on he came in one day and we had the end of term disco coming up. So obviously I told his mum and his sister and they must have had a word with him. So he come over, um, when he popped in, he came over and said, uh, do you want to pick a dress? Do you, you, know, do you want to pick a dress? And, um, but, you know, your heart's in your mouth. And um, I, I picked a dress, which was um, a claret crushed velvet number with all ruched up the front because it was all those that period where beaver and the maroons and all that so it you know suited the colors as well and it was it was just as simple as that and straightforward as that I picked a dress he said no you haven't got pay for it and um that was that was the exchange but of course when I got into school Frank Lampard bought me this (laughs) so it was like <laughs> I was the queen for the yeah. day, you know, oh, turning man. up at the uh, end of school disco in uh, a dress that Frank Lampard bought me. Love it. So yeah, they were great days. But yeah, great. Right. Anyway, okay, let's go we get up, on. Yeah, let's get yeah, let's let's go up front. Who have you got as your first striker? Right, my first striker is Jeff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, you know, I wanted, as I said, Jeff Martin and. 
Sir Bob to be uh, all in the same back team. together in the team anyway. Yeah. But uh, there's no one, there's no one like Jeff Hurst. No. Yeah, okay. So, yep, I'm trying to think who. Yep, and um, I once had a wee next to Jeff Hurst. Sir Jeff Hurst, I remember that. You, I was a, I was did a, you? Uh, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a. Sports... Does everyone ask you the question? Obviously. No, no, no. To be honest, it had partitions on it. I was. Oh, uh, right. It was me, and I was between. <laughs> I was. I was like a thorn in between two roses. I had myself. Oh. And I had Sir Jeff on my left, and Sir Clive yes. Woodward on my right in the urinals. A very regal piss that was. Um, and I think I said something about that. Royalty. Just, yeah, royalty. royalty. <laughs> Most royal piss I've had. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they quickly zipped up when I when I mentioned that to them. Um, right, okay, so uh, Sir Jeff Hurst. Who's Sir Jeff going to yeah. be? Now, now, this one, when you said, you know, you gave me the instructions on yeah. what hour I picked me, and you'd think Billy Bonds would have been the first name that came yeah, into yeah, my yeah, head. yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was the name that just popped in. He's going to be in there. He's going to be in there. And it's Clyde Best. Yeah, Clyde Best. And, um, you know, I, I sort of touched on it earlier. Yeah, with John. I'm quite, quite an emotional person. So I'm emotionally led by a lot of mm. things. So I get quite upset when, um, you know, it's it's not good. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, um, yeah. Can't, can't be doing with violence or... Um, any sort of abuse. I don't like it mm. when people boo players or managers, even mm. even they might deserve, deserve it. it. I just, <laughs> you know, it's not I not for me. And so, you know, as a young girl, I can remember this man for two reasons. One, because of of the power mm. that he had. Yeah, he was. It was so unusual to have a man who was so strong, mm. powerful, fast. You you couldn't take him down. He was like a brick wall. Yeah. And um, and he was good in the air as well. I mean, you know. And so one of my earliest memories is that, and I think that's the first time I ever felt or, you know, this experience. But if you've ever been near the finishing line of a, a, a a horse race yep and you get that pounding and everything vibrates under yeah. and it's um that's what it was like because we were quite near the front yeah of the tunnel you know by the tunnel and I, I can just remember that vibration of Clyde Best you know running past um but the other side of it is that um he I've never seen racial abuse like no, it sure and um, so it was the full-on monkey noises, throwing bananas, and um, never understanding what that was about. Yeah. And, and, and remember asking him, you know, my dad saying, you know, why are they saying get back to the jungle? Yeah. Why are they throwing bananas at him? Why are they making monkey noises? Mm. Um, and there is was no good answer then, except mm. that he was black. Yeah. You know. And um, and I can remember really feeling touched and sad, you know. So for to have that being introduced to that mm. at that young age, and the unfairness of it, and the injustice of it, really, really struck home. Sure. 
and, and I'm someone that's gone on through life, through my work, etc. that's always there for the underdog or for any sort of injustice I'll fight. Um, and, you know, I could, I'm sort of getting emotional now. Just yeah, thinking yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it was awful, awful mm. to, you know, and, and it's something, one of the things I remember is, um, which is wasn't racial, but he tripped and fell, and they were all. Um, someone shouted, oh, "He's tripped over his shoelaces," or something along those lines. Mm. And the whole crowd roared <laughs> with laughter, except me, <laughs> because I I felt sorry for him. <laughs> I was like, "Leave him!" You know, that's how I'd feel. Yeah, yeah, Leave yeah. Him alone, just stop picking <laughs> on him. <laughs> so that that would be me. Uh, always my heart in the in you know whatever i was watching it always has been yeah yeah. and um yeah so and i haven't read his book actually and i really want to have you read it no no not surprised no no no, so it's on my list to read very soon um but um i remember reading something about him um that that through all that racial abuse Bobby Moore, Billy Bonds, and Harry Redknapp were the ones that really helped him through that time. That he's always will never forget what they did for yeah, him and how sure. they helped him deal with that. And it sort of made me forgive Harry a little bit <laughs> for, for what he done to my bill. <laughs> so, um, you know, Harry was very much part of the team, and I loved him as a footballer. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to get into that. But no. I, you know, that was, you know, what happened later. But um, I was always grateful. And because they were all, you know, um, it was just terrible, terrible. Mm. So, um, but quite apart from that, you know, no player, no black player. And, and to hear some, you know, that it still goes on, particularly mm. in, you know, um European clubs, particularly. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, just, I think, good God, how many years have we got to wait yeah. for it to move on? Obviously, now we've got all this going on in, um, in the States, America. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. again, that's, um, you know, so he was, you know, again, a pioneer and just a fantastic footballer. And yeah. that's what should have mattered. Yeah, that, exactly. um, and, and, again, I remember John Charles saying that he didn't get, racial abuse people didn't ask him if didn't ask you if you were black or white they asked you if you were West Ham Mm. so that that was his experience Um, and I'd like to think that that would be the experience for any player it it, you know Mm. what mattered was that you played for West Ham and you were West Ham through and through and he and he was yeah. He was a fantastic player. So he was, and he that's, was that's said, a, a unit of a man. You don't get that anymore oh. now. You know, like that sort of like, oh. you know, you. I mean, even someone like Drogba, he, you know, he was he wasn't yeah. didn't, have, didn't have the size. He was, he, you know, Clyde no. Bessie in pictures of him. He was an absolute yeah. unit. You know, he could have played like NFL. You know, he's that sort of yeah, like, yeah. or a boxer. He, he reminds me yeah. of a heavyweight boxer, but yeah, you know, in his prime. But um, and again, he's gone on to do such great things yes. and. Um, just really proud to have been able to be part of, um, you know, and watch him again, just another lovely, lovely man, as well as a skillful, talented, I think all of mine are 
They all are. They all, they nice all, people. Yeah. yeah, well, I think, yeah, exactly. And uh, again, they, they come from a generation that was yeah, that was nice. You know, they, they, yeah. you know not saying the people aren't the nice now, but it seemed yeah. definitely that, yeah, by the stories that people were saying, yeah. that, yeah, that good era. Family they, men. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, exactly. you know, I don't know if, you know, I don't know that on, on record, but <laughs> um, but you you'd, that's the sense that you got that they were, um, we were okay with them. Yeah, exactly, and that and that that sort of fills the team very nicely, Jackie. Jackie, it's Thank been absolutely you. it's absolutely brilliant. It's been lovely talking to you, lovely, and to you, and to you. Lovely stories, lovely memories. I'm sure, particularly some of the younger fans would be really, yeah, you know, find it really fascinating to yeah. hear those stories. That someone who actually experienced, you know, seeing Bobby, yeah. seeing Bonzo, seeing Clive firsthand. You know, that yeah. doesn't happen a lot. Obviously, yeah. legends go with watching clips yeah. and stuff, but actually living yeah. we're sort of recording all these memories of prosperity as well, yeah. which is nice as well. It's a shame my dad's got dementia because yeah. I would love you um and because he'll always tell the stories of going to watch West Ham when more or less the whole of the um crowd was dressed in military. Wow. You know, during those war years. Yeah. And, um, you know, so he's got stories that he's passed on uh, yeah. to me and ones from his granddad. And I always, always look when you get these old pictures of of West Ham yeah. um, and they're all flat capped up. And, and, I, and I always looked hoping that I'll see oh. either my dad's face or, or um, my yeah. granddad's, but yeah. I haven't yet. Oh, it's brilliant. Anyway, well, here's maybe one day. We never know. Everything, yeah, you know, now, know. everything sort of crops up now. It's incredible. Yeah. And obviously, thank you to obviously Jackie, but thank you to everyone for watching. Obviously, you know, to do yeah, like, they're, share. They're brilliant. brilliant, brilliant. Thank you, Jackie. I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying them, and I'm sure everybody will. And thank you. Thank you, and good luck with the rest of it. Thank you, you Jackie. Know, and I, it's a, again a part of history. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Thank you. And obviously, thank you to oh. everyone for watching. Um, and uh, share, like, subscribe, and uh, watch them all. And uh, until next time, guys, take care and stay safe for me and Jackie. See you later. Yeah. Bye bye. And you, and you. Take care, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.